Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Vault Podcast, classic music reviews, presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast, classic music reviews, presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective you could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and want to give a shout out to all the fans out there stateside and worldwide for continuing to support the show. Guys, we've also jumped now on Samsung Podcast. Shout out to the pod community out there on Twitter for putting that nugget in our billfold this past week. We went ahead and signed up for it. So if you have a Samsung device and you are on Samsung podcast, make sure you go and check us out there and go and subscribe to the podcast. We want to make sure we're reaching all our fans across the world in every medium possible. Y'all make sure y'all go do that for us. And of course, if you like the podcast, tell your other fellow Samsung people and spread the word. As always, a reminder, you can visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. You can go there, check out the website. Check out the past episodes. Also, leave a review, leave a voice note. And of course, you can visit us on our Buy Me a Coffee page and all of our social media outlets that are listed there on the website. We thank you guys for continuing to show the page some love. Go ahead and visit vaultclassicpod.com for all news and latest updates and episodes for the show. As we always say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics. And today... We have yet another bonus episode of Relics of the Past. It's been a while since I've done it. Uh, Since earlier this year, as you all know, we did do the freestyle ciphers and talked about how that happened in high school and also in colleges as well. We also talked about the legend of the blank tape. Well, I'm going to bring back another one of those school days ages when it talks about during a time in hip hop when... You had a lot to choose from. And when the menu was so varied in hip hop, but also full of lots of quality, you definitely didn't want to miss out on what was available to listen to at any given point in time. So when you would listen to music back in those days, and I really include the 90s into the 2000s, because this brings me into my time when I started driving. I got my driver's license when I was 17 and That was like right around 1999 and then started driving really right around 2000. So this is really right around turn of the century. I know this sounds old, but (laughs) it was turn of the century. Today in Relics of the Past, we are going to talk about something from long ago that if you were riding in your car, you needed to have. And during this time, if you didn't have it and you had lots of music you like to listen to, well, it would be a mess trying to get through what it is you wanted to listen to. And we're talking about none other than the CD booklet, AKA the CD binder, AKA the CD bookcase. (laughs) Now this bookcase and everyone who was out and around that time 
And up until, I guess, a few years ago, you know what this is. It was basically a carrying case that looked a little bit, I would say, even like a school binder where you had like, you know, the three rings and within those three rings, with some of them, you know, you would have your dividers for your schoolwork. Well, this one had sort of like a binding on the inside that had these cases that where you can fit, I believe in most cases in the small ones, it would be single CD holders back to back. So if you had one sheet, you can hold one CD on one side and one CD on the other side. Then there was sort of like this material, like sort of like this soft, almost like cotton type material fabric that would protect the backside of the CD. So it didn't get scratched, but you could take that and put it on each sides of those for the smaller ones then you had some of the bigger ones where you had maybe you can fit two on one page on each side. But the really big ones were the ones where you could fit four CDs on a page on each side. So there were lots of different ones depending on if you had a CD book and how many CDs you wanted to use that you could have. And depending on whose car you were getting in during that time when you were riding with them would determine on what kind of book you had to go through. So the CD books were really a way for us to be able to hold our CDs in our cars. This was a big staple in the 90s. Once CDs became the main medium of music, once we got around to people had tapes, but then they were using tapes and then a lot more cars were being made with systems that included CD players in them. For the ones that didn't necessarily have CD players in them, we also had the Discman that had the adapter with the tape that you would push into the tape deck and would use that to play your CD disc man through that. I know I'm talking about weird technology with some of you all, but stick with me, stick with me. You could hold multiple CDs and you can do it in an organized fashion. However you wanted to do it. Now, the thing with the CD book is that you organized it, or sometimes maybe you just randomly put CDs in there. But however you organized it was really fascinating and depended on the person who was doing it. Now, it's some people that would organize it by artists from a certain region. Some would do it by years. Others would do it in alphabetical order. So it all really kind of depended on who was putting it together and how detailed they wanted to be. But it was a good way to be able to organize it. Because when you got CDs, they came in jewel cases. Those jewel cases had inserts, both the liner notes and all the information with the song production credits and the thank yous and also had the artwork. And then on the other side of the jewel case, you had the back covering, which gave you the song title list and also gave you a short version of the production credits and a runtime, everything else like that with more artwork and to have so many jewel cases in a car to try to organize, to get things to play and pull something out to put in the CD player was a whole lot. So that's what the CD book did. It gave you an opportunity to carry CDs in an organized fashion without having to jumble around and scramble with jewel cases and those get broke as well. Now, how big the CD book was in your car really kind of depended on three things. One, it depended on how deep your CD collection currently was. You needed a CD book to hold, if not all of your CDs, at least the amount of the rotation that you wanted to keep in the car. Two, how varied your musical taste could be from day to day. So some people would have that CD book and one week it may be one set of CDs and then maybe two or three weeks later it would be another set of CDs and they would swap them out. But you needed to be able to have a book that would have a good amount of CD slots so that you can fit things in. And most people that had them usually had them full. And then the third was 
how often were you copying new music? Whether it was by store or you were getting the CD burned. And that really determined that because when you're getting new material, you're going to have to reorganize your CD collection overall. And then what's going to happen is, as I said, with that reorganization, sometimes something that was in there, let's say two or three months ago, might get moved out because the new hot shit just came out and you want to make sure that you play it because you're intrigued by it and you like what you're hearing. So it was crazy, man. Uh, My first CD book was, I would say, one of the simpler ones. So it was about the size of like a normal book, like a paperback book. You know, I would probably equate it to the size probably of about like, you know, like an iPad, iPad mini. So it wasn't really big. It was a single book with the one with the one sheet and it did, it was two sided. So if it had like 12 pages in it, I could hold 24 CDs, but it was more like, I think 10 pages. Uh, and I think I had up to about 20 CDs up to a certain point. And so with my first CD book, when I had my, at that time was 1991 Honda Civic. <laughs> Shout out to the Civic, man. That was really a great car. But, you know, we had a system and put in there. My sister had a system. It was a hand-me-down from a hand-me-down. My sister had it and she gave it to my middle sister. She then gave it to me. And that car ran for well over 400,000 miles. But it had a great system in there. So I, I had lots of CDs that I wanted to play in that ride. So, this one held CDs, I would say up to about 20. And some of the CDs that I held in there, I mean, obviously it was a who's who's a CD for me. During this time, I wanted to make sure I had the classics in there to ride with me at any point in time. What CDs were in that first book was kind of varied. The ones that I had there most consistently were CDs like Illmatic, Reasonable Doubt, Ready to Die, Both Disc of Life After Death, Aquemni, The Diary, The Chronic, Doggy Style, Infamous, and Hell on Earth. So, I mean, those were the ones that I kept in consistent rotation in that first CD book of 12 CDs. Now, as my CD collection grew, both through store-bought purchases and then also through burns, (laughs) CD burns, I had to get new cases. Now, at first, this prompted trips to go to the Circuit City here in Landover in Prince George's County, but then my sister got hit. And she found them for cheap. Actually, I'll say she found them cheaper at Walmart and Target and Bowie. What we would pay at Circuit City for like maybe a 40 disc book. We probably paid probably only 60% of that at Walmart and Target. And it's easy because Circuit City was a place where people went to go buy a lot of CDs. People went to Walmart to buy CDs, but you were only getting them if you weren't allowed to have curse words on them. (laughs) Because that's... No, if y'all remember, man, CDs back in the day at Walmart, you know, they didn't have curse words on them. But whenever you were with your friends, you knew everyone had a CD book. Whenever you were riding with someone, it was more than likely nine times out of 10, they had one. Now, the most interesting thing was seeing that variety in your friend's CD books because people had different tastes in music. And my friends were no different than a lot of people's friends growing up during that era But it was crazy being able to see the variety of what people had in their CD books from one car when you jump into one, also to the other. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Now, one of my boys had lots of West Coast hip hop in his book. So he had so many different West Coast artists there. I mean, he's pulling out things from obviously from like, you know, artists like Looney's and Too Short, E-40, then Richie Rich, and then also seeing artists as well, like, you know, Mac 10 and West Coast Connection, Ice Cube, obviously, Dr. Dre, Tupac, MCA, DJ Quick. So he was really a big, huge, huge West Coast fan. So when I would go through there, I'm like, damn, man, you ain't got no biggie. You don't got no Nas. You don't got no nothing. It's like, man, I don't, none of that bam ass shit, man. I'm only West Coast hip hop anyway, man. I'm like, all right, well, you know. His car was fun to ride in it sometimes, but other times I'd be like, all right, man, turn this shit off. I don't want to listen to this. And it was cool. You know, shout out to the West Coast, you know, definitely the hip hop, lots of stuff. But, you know, every once in a while, I got a little bit more of a varied taste. Then another one of my friends seemed to have what was not just every Wu-Tang album that had come out. And during that time, I think we're talking about Enter the 36 Chambers, Forever. And then I also want to say W, the W. But he also had every solo album by every Wu-Tang artist. And I'm talking about the, the Purple Tapes, the Iron Man, the Tacals, the Pillages. I mean, those ones, Liquid Swords. I mean, all the Bobby Digitals. He had every single one of those. And it wasn't just the Wu-Tang artists. It was also their affiliates as well. So you would see stuff in there with loosely affiliated Lords of the Underground, Killer Army, Sons of Man. Shaheem, Killer Priest, and the list goes on and on and on. It was wild, man. It was like being in there listening to Wu-Tang was cool, but there are some of those folks that I like to listen to, and some of them I have a little bit of a lower tolerance of, but that's what it was. But then my other boy had like the craziest mix. Like he would have Tupac and Spice One, but then he also had lots of gospel music in there too because of his background. (laughs) Oh, so shout out to my friends who parents didn't let them listen to rap music. So they used to load up their CD book with gospel music and then put all the ratchet and gangster stuff in the background <laughs> in the back of the CD book. So it would all depend whoever you got into their car, what their CD book looked like. The one that stole the cake out of all of them was my homeboy D from around the way. He had the best CD booklet. He had the mega book, the mother of all CD books that had well over, I would say close to a hundred CDs and being with him was a little annoying for this matter. The worst of it is that he had the most random way of choosing the music he wanted to listen to whenever we were riding in the car, we would be sitting there and in one second, we're listening to one CD and he would call for a change of the CD, man. I don't want to hear this shit no more. Hey, go in the book and get this for me. And he wants that in there, the drop of a dime. Then next minute, he would listen to it for like three songs. And he's like, man, grab this, man. Go ahead, throw that in the CD joint. Put that joint away. I'm just like, man. He listened to it for like five or six songs. Like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm good listening off that joint, man. Go ahead, throw this next joint. Look it in the book. It's in the front of the book. Throw it in there right at the drop of a dime. And you have to understand, for people who were riding in the car, that was annoying as hell. Because you like to get into a groove when you're listening to music. I understand as the driver, you want to listen to something that's enjoyable. But if you're a passenger in the car, you want to be able to get into a groove or something and make sure that, you know, hey, you're into this. And then when that's done, you move on to the next thing. Being in there literally was like channel surfing, riding in a car. 
That's exactly what it was. It was like channel surfing, riding in a car, but he always had to call on someone else to do it for him. That was really the frustrating part. If you were sitting in the car and riding shotgun, because it was that person's job to man or woman, the CD book and retrieve the CD from the book whenever D wanted it and finding it was a task because we're talking about a CD book of well over a hundred CDs. This was not easy to scan through. And for those of y'all who have been through a CD book and have gone through the task of the big ones of flip, 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 flipping those pages and looking on the front and the back of each one and seeing where it is. And, you know, sometimes when you look on the CD, it doesn't look like the way that the cover looks in particular. I'll give you one CD as an example, outcast Southern playlistic Cadillac music. The CD cover looks one away with Dre and big boy on it. The CD though, <laughs> if you know, you know. So if you're not paying attention to those things, you could slide by a CD and not really know where it is if you weren't familiar with the CD. So you have to go through this and flip through the book. And he's like, yeah, man, it's closer to the front, like maybe first five or six pages. Or man, it's closer to the middle. A man is closer to the back. And you going through, and there was a few times I ride shotgun with him, and I'm passing through things. He's like, man, you just passed by it. I'm like, look, man, what the hell do I look like? <laughs> Like, am I a CD changer for you? Like, come on, dude. You got to get this shit together. So what he really needed, D, was he needed a multi-death changer in the car without a (laughs) He was one of those guys that needed to invest in one of those disc changers in the car and load it up with like maybe five or six CDs every time he rode so that whenever he wanted to change CDs, He could, but for those of y'all who know, those weren't cheap back in the day. There are certain things now that seem like it's very, you know, easy to do. But back then when you had to have a system hooked up with a CD changer in the car and get a system set up with that, oh, you was balling if you was, because not everybody had that. It was fancy. You was a fancy nigga. If you had some shit like that, (laughs) you really were. And that's what D needed. But he had a huge CD book and he had lots of great music in there. So that was the great thing about having a friend that had a big CD book like that. One of the most underrated things about those CD books and not only being in your own, but then being in other people's cars was, you know, when you're riding, you'll sit there and scan through it and look at CDs and then you'll see something that you may not have. Well, it's nothing for you to just kind of look through and be like, hey, man, I don't have this in my collection. You know, I give you a couple of bucks and can I give you a CD and can you dub it for me? Yeah, I got it. I'll burn it for you. You know what you got. And then you start negotiating about terms. Then when they're in your car, they can look in your book and maybe you got to burn something for them coming up. They give you a CD, you burn it and give it back to them. There was a lot of that going on too, especially if you're going through a book and you see something that you want that you didn't necessarily cop and you haven't caught it by getting a burned CD from someone yet. So having those conversations, including those conversations around scanning in the book and asking someone their opinion of it, and you haven't, you're not necessarily going to pull the CD right out, but just like that quick two-minute conversation about talking about how do you like this joint and getting probably the most truncated album review you could get in a matter of like 90 seconds to two minutes. And to me, that was about as insightful as a review that I could possibly get as anything that I can get in either the source or reading in double XL, because you were getting a raw 
honest opinion about something that you knew somebody was going to give you what their opinion was, no matter what. And then the last thing that I'll say about this in this topic, <laughs> for those of us who like to indulge in this later on, of course, the CD book, if it was big enough and if you were able to get something to put on top of it was if you're being careful and discreet, using it, of course, to roll up some blunts. <laughs> That's what those of us who used to ride around and blow a couple when we were around there. But I say that jokingly, but not jokingly, because that's what used to happen. As a matter of fact, for those of us who had CD books out there, it was a great tool and a flat surface to be able to sit there and roll something up. So, but that's that. But man, the CD book, man, I, I sat there and thought about that this week because uh, someone was had a post about it on Facebook and I was like, you know, I got to do a show about this to talk about the CD book. So let us know, what are your memories of the CD book? Like what kind of CD book did you have? How big was it? How many CDs did you have? And what were the CDs that were constantly in your book at any given point in time? We want to hear from y'all. Hit us up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Let us know what it is that you had in your CD book, man. We love to hear your answers from a great time from a medium that used to keep us organized and also entertained at the same time. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are visiting us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. There you can learn more about the show, check out our past episodes, join our mailing list, leave a review, or if so inclined, you can leave us a voice note. Click the blue microphone in the bottom right-hand corner to leave us a voice note to let us know what you think about the show or to just show us some love. To support the show, click the coffee cup shaded in yellow in the bottom left-hand corner to access our Buy Me A Coffee page. On Buy Me A Coffee, you can give a small monetary donation to support the show to ensure that we can keep the vault open for many years to come. You can also visit us on social media at Vault Classic Pod on IG, Twitter, and on TikTok. Also hit us on YouTube and our Facebook page. Like and follow us on social media. Subscribe to the pod and the YouTube channel. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary or ordinary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.